And welcome to Rayma Hoven. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. I'm marriage and family. Sarah, I'm so happy you are joining me today. Today, is this a live show? That's the big question, right? Okay, yes, today is a live show. For those of you who are listening to me on November 9th, 2017 at 11.08 p.m. Thank you for waiting. Today is a live show. For those of you who are new, here's what we do. Try to learn to develop skills and tools to help you get your marriage to the next level. And I want to tell you, there's no such thing as your marriage is perfect. There is no perfect marriage. And what I mean by that is that you can have a perfect marriage day, but you're going to have challenges tomorrow. And then you're going to have challenges the next day. Because the way this thing marriage operates is that if you don't work on your marriage on a daily basis, it will fail. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to put a lot of cojos into your marriage. You know what? I, I want to tell you something interesting. Um, let's take out some notes over here. What I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there we go, is something interesting. And that's as follows. Hold on here. Thank you for your patience. Just opening up some here things here. Okay. And that was like this. What I want to talk to you, right, I, I want to tell you, Baruch Hashem, Hashem was mezakah me to work with many marriages. It's not easy. It's really nasty. It's extremely draining. But I was Ochen HaKadosh is giving me Siyat HaDashmaya. That's really what it is. It's all Hashem Siyat HaDashmaya. And sometimes, even myself, I get so involved with the content and the tit for tat and what's going on that I have to really take a couple of steps back and, and say to myself and say to my couple, and that is, hey, hey, let's stop, let's stop, stop, stop. Who's in charge? Who's in charge? Hashem's in charge. Hashem is in charge. So remember, we have to do what we have to do, and Hashem could arrange it all. Because I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, all your marriage problems really are Nisyonos. They really are. Every single one of your marriage issues. And you can say, oh, I have no marriage issues. Really? Hmm. Interesting. Give me a call. Everyone's got marriage issues. That's what marriage is all about. Marriage is a challenge. I'm not talking about big issues, but Hashem sets things up where you're going to come home, gentlemen, and you're going to see that your wife raised the heat all day when no one was home. Or you're going to come home, ladies, and you're going to be waiting for your husband and all, and you've cooked a delicious meal and he promised you to be on time tonight and he's not on time. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, what? What? This is an asayon? Like this is an asayon? I'm telling you, everything is an asayon. It's all nisyonos. Now, I'm not coming to say here that, gentlemen, you don't have to worry about not coming home on time because Hashem's setting up the nisayon for your wife. No. No, that's like, you know, Lahav del Elf Abdullah and Paro, you know, or, or, or all the Nebuch, all the, 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 the tyrants in history who can also say, what do you mean? This is what Hashem's Gezeira on the Jewish people. I just happen to be a Shliach. No, you, first of all, you didn't have to be the Shliach. And you still have to take accountability for your own action. But for the receiver of the challenge, remember, it's a Nisayon. Even if it's coming from your husband, even if it's coming from your wife, don't play the blame game. Trust me, it does not work. And, and, and I want to tell you something. I, I want to talk about two things today. First, I want to discuss a topic we discussed many times over, but I really want to like grab the bull by its horns this time and just like really, 
I, I want to get a complete handle on a very important topic that we mentioned so many times. If you listen to my shows, I mentioned this so, so many times, and I want to get like a complete handle on it today. And the other thing that I wanted to, uh, hopefully I'll have time at the end of the show, is to talk about some really great reactions to your Nacionos. You hear me? Some really great reactions that I think, and, and I'm going to add some stuff today, Hashem, that is really going to help your marriage. And I'm talking about when your husband, is, any of the pirates, you know I say pirates, if your husband is, you know, picking from the salad or drinking directly from the milk, or if your wife, you know, if your wife, after you asked her a million times, is leaving leftover food in the fridge where you open it up and literally the stuff is coming on the floor. There's so much leftover food, which you asked her please to throw out because it's already old and moldy. Or when there are socks on the floor. Or when your husband has got his shaving hair all over the sink. Or whatever it is. Whatever it is. Or your wife never makes the bed or changes the linen. Or your husband... <coughs> Or your husband, you've been asking him for money for something, and I mean, whatever it is, and he does, it's his own, it's his children, he's just not being responsible. Uh, and he promises you stuff, and he doesn't deliver, he tells you always, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, and, he, and tomorrow's been going on for the past three months. Every day is tomorrow, and you're getting frustrated. So, what I want to tell you now is that what, what I want to say to you is that I'm going to talk about some really, really powerful reactions to these types of scenarios at the end of the show, Mitzvah Shem. And you're going to see that, Mitzvah Shem, if you integrate this into your marriage, you start doing it. You really start doing it. You're going to see it's going to make a very big difference in your marriage. Okay, here's what I want to talk about now. Here's what I want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening today. Here's what I want to talk about. What I want to talk to you about right now is as follows. And that is, what I was saying before, reminder, your marriage is avoda. And when I say avoda, it's part of the avoda that you have towards a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that I have towards a Kaddish Baruch Hu. When you get married, you know, people celebrate. <laughs> Did I ever tell you this? Okay, I got to say something here. I don't know what you're going to think about this one. You might not like this one, but here's what I was thinking. You know, like we make chasunas. Okay, wedding. Everybody's so excited. And you go to the chasuna and the young couple, and they're so excited, the wonderful, they're starting a new life. And it's like, you think to yourself, and obviously I'm biased, I understand, because I'm working with all these couples. But, you know, I think to myself, okay, you could celebrate, but you want to make a really big celebration? Maybe the really big celebration you should make like every five years. Every five years or every ten years, you can make a big bash party, invite everybody that, number one, I know this sounds crazy today, I can't believe I'm actually even saying this in the, from community, that we're still married. And number two, that the marriage is a, is a success, that we've been working on our marriage and we're happy with each other and we feel connected and we feel loving to each other and we respect each other. And with all the, tri- the trials and tribulations, we are still basar echad, we're still one unit. That's when you should make the party. Five to ten years later, twenty years later, that's when you should make the big bash, right? Not the day of the wedding. Okay, obviously I'm joking here, but you get the drift, right? Because marriage is, is a challenge. It's a voda. And what that avoda involves most of all is being like Hashem. Kel rachum v'chanon. Erech apayim v'rav chesed v'yames. Don't be fair in your marriage. If you're going to be fair with your husband, 
fair with your wife and I don't understand. And I told you, or why didn't you call me? If you would have called me, I would have told you what to do. What do you mean you tried me once? Why don't you try me twice? Why don't you text me? And why don't you this? Why don't you that? There's so many things that you can ask. Or gentlemen, gentlemen, you, right? Your wife is serving a Shabbos meal and you wanted the kishka a certain way. I don't understand. Why did you put in the kishka that I bought? I, I went special to the store. Why did you put it in? I don't understand. I don't understand. Why, why? You don't understand? Why don't you first appreciate everything she does? And then you can ask those questions. And you shouldn't ask those questions. But my point to you is, is that, does Hashem do that with us? Does Hashem question us? And I don't understand. And why? And how come? And how come you didn't make the minion? How come you're not learning Torah? How come you're speaking Lashon Hara? And how come? And I don't understand. And why? I don't understand. Chas v'shalom, if Kaddish Baruch would do that to us, what would happen if Hashem would use Midas Adin with us? I don't know that if any of us would be standing here today. So Hashem uses Midas Arachimim, and Hashem gives us an opportunity to use that same Midas Arachimim in our houses. And that's why it's called Kiddushin. You want to know why it's not called, um, I don't know, Something else? Why isn't it called, uh, you know? Pick some other Hebrew nice word for marriage. But it's called Kedushin. You want to know why it's called Kedushin? Uh-uh, we, right. People call it Chatuna, Chasuna, Chatuna. Right? Is, is it called Mesechet Chatuna? Is that the name of the, of the, of, of the Gemara? Mesechet Chasuna? Is that what it's called? No, it's called Mesechet Kedushin. Why is it called Kedushin? Because we have an opportunity to bring Kedusha into our, into our home. And you know how you bring Kedusha into your home? Yeah, it's cliche. But you want to hear, how, I'm going to talk to you, Tachlis. You know how you bring Kedusha into your home? You be like Hashem. You be like Hashem. What does Hashem do? Hashem is Mavater. Hashem lets go. And if you aren't Mavater in your marriage, then you are not being, bringing Kedusha into your marriage. Instead, what you're doing is bringing Machlokas. And that's the antithesis of what marriage is supposed to be. Now, what I want to talk to you today about is as follows. There are times where your spouse, your husband, or your wife comes home and you're talking to them and you see that they are intolerant. You see they have no patience. You see that they're judging everything you're doing. You see that they're being critical and attacking and you're not even doing anything. Any small move, anything... So your husband comes home and you're serving him dinner and he's like, how come you didn't give me any forks? And you're like, what? What? How come you didn't give me any? You're thinking to yourself, like, I, it wasn't easy for me to prepare this. It really wasn't easy for me. Okay, I'm preparing it for the family, but I actually made certain things his way, the way he likes it. And this is all he has to say is, how come you not give me any forks? How come you give me forks? Or gentlemen, sometimes your wife, you're sitting with her on, on the table. And all of a sudden, she starts complaining. And all you hear is negativity about the children or about her work. Or before you know it, she starts asking you, and how come you didn't call me today? Because if I would have gotten that call when I was at the office, I would have taken care of this. I wouldn't have taken care of that. And she starts blaming you and criticizing you. And you're like, whoa, whoa, this is really not nice. I just came home. We're sitting here for dinner. And she's being so intolerant and so impatient. This is really not fair. What's going on here? And, and, and you have a choice. I'm telling you right now. You have a choice. You can either engage them and get into a fight because that's what's going to happen. Because you're thinking, oh, I'm going to defend myself. Oh, why didn't I call you? Maybe I didn't call you. I actually did call you. You didn't answer the phone. 
And then she's going to be like, well, why don't you call me again? Or why don't you text me? And before you know it, you're in a tit for tat because you're going to say the same thing. And how come, and, and, and you ever tried calling me? I tell you the same thing and you're in a big fight because you're not going to get anywhere because I'm telling you the tit for tat doesn't work. And here's the most important piece. You're listening to me? Here's the most important piece. The more important piece is that you're right and he's wrong. You're right and she's wrong. And you're thinking to yourself, if I just explain myself to her over and over and over again, then she'll get it. Or if I just explain myself to him over and over and over again, then he's going to get it. And it's just so frustrating because you try to explain him, you try to explain her, and you'll say to her, I try to call you, and you didn't pick up. Then, she, then she's like, why did you call me again? You're like, oh, I was in the car. But what do you mean? It's so important. You should have texted me. Before you know it, there's a whole tit for tat. You're not going to get anywhere. You hear me? You're not going to get anywhere. And you're just looking at her and you're like, why is she being so mean tonight? How come she's picking on everything tonight? Or looking at him and saying, why is he being so mean with me tonight? How come he's just blaming me, like, blaming me that I don't have forks? And now he's blaming me that, that the food is not hot enough for him. And, and now he's talking to me about the fact that I left the heat on in the house. What do you mean? He's in charge of the heat. I didn't do anything. And you're just feeling attacked and criticized. And he's like a bear. And like, what's going on over here with my husband? What's going on here with my wife? And it's like, boy, like, I don't want to be with him right now. I don't want to be with her right now. This is a very uncomfortable feeling. I want you to remember this. This is most important, one of the most important tenets when it comes to marriage. And that is, I can tell you 95%, if not 100%, your spouse is wearing their hats. Your what? Your spouse is wearing his or her hats. You cannot take your hatted spouse seriously. You cannot take your hatted spouse seriously. Your spouse is currently impaired. Do you hear this word that I'm saying right now? Impaired. Impaired means that they are not themselves. They cannot think straight. They cannot act straight. Theoretically, if they try really hard, if they're on a very high madrego, they can. And I'm not giving them a green card here. And I want to make this clear. I'm not saying to the hatted spouse, you can do whatever you want. No, you should control yourself. You should control yourself. But to the receiver of the wrath, you are now the receiver of, of the, of the criticism, of the attacking from your husband or from your wife, the complaining, the bickering, the questioning, the blaming. And you're thinking to yourself, whoa. Whoa, you're really being disgusting. You want to fight? I'll fight, no problem. You want me to explain myself? I'll explain myself. Don't waste your time because you're not going to win. You now have to be like a Kaddish Baruch Hu. This is the avoda of marriage. Right now, when it's happening, to say to yourself, Hashem, Hashem, Kel Rachem V'chanan, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are the merciful one. You do things to us that's not fair. And if you would use me as a din with us, oh boy, we would be in trouble. If you would be strict with us, if you would be fair with us, as if to say, we would be in trouble. And I'm going to now jump into your world, Akash Baruch Hu, and I'm going to do like you say, like you do and you want from us. And I'm going, I am giving, the, I am being given the opportunity. Now I know I'm sitting here right now and I'm telling you this, and it sounds easy. Oh boy, it's not easy because you're feeling attacked. You're feeling like, I can't believe this. It sounds like he doesn't care about me. It sounds like she doesn't care about me. She just thinks about herself. He's so selfish. She's so selfish. What a chutzpah. He's blaming me for this. Like, he's blaming me for this. How about all the times that he does the exact same thing? So, so upsetting. This is so upsetting. But remember, remember this very important time I'm telling you right now. He's wearing his hats. And that's why he's complaining about the forks. That's why he's complaining about the heat. That's why he's complaining about the house. And that's why he's complaining about the refrigerator. No, but I know my husband. He doesn't, he, no, no, he does this all the time. 
No, no. Okay. First of all, if he does it all the time, yes, there's a problem, and it's it's very possible he's wearing his hats all the time. But and I'm not not that I'm, again. I'm not justifying what he's doing. But what I am telling you is that it's an impairment. Impairment means he cannot think straight because something happened that's making him crazy. Something happened that you might not even know about that's making her crazy. And what that generally is, one of the letters in the acronym, which Akashbach really gave me, it's called HATS. HATS stands for the following. Your spouse right now just came home. Might be something simple, like they're just very hungry. They haven't eaten anything. And I want to tell you something. When your spouse has not eaten, when your spouse, and you know your spouse because they don't eat normally, right? They have lunch at like, I don't know, 5 o'clock. They have breakfast at 12 o'clock. And the whole eating cycle is not normal. You think that's not going to affect them? Oh boy, it's going to affect them. They're not going to be able to think straight. Your spouse cannot think straight when they're hungry. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. And you know, you know, it's so funny because with, with children, we get it. Like with babies, when they're hungry, we see they're cranky and they're just not good when they're hungry. But with adults, we don't get it. It's like it changes, it doesn't change. Nothing changes for adults. Those adults are the same hungry, agitated individuals that they were when they were children. And you got to look at your spouse and say, you know, you're just very hungry. Don't say this, ladies. But look at your husband like, he's just very hungry. He's got to eat. But it's not fair. How could he talk like that to me? I don't care if he's hungry. Don't do that. Does Hashem do that with you? Don't do that. Be mevater. Let it go. Being mevater is not about what's right, what's wrong. Being mevater is about doing right. It's not about being right, like what Rilak says. It's, not, it's about doing right. Doing right is just letting go. This is not fair. And think to yourself, Hashem, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. So I always say, either do it for Kosh or do it for your spouse, or do it for yourself, because at the end of the day, you'll be a happier camper. But just do it. Let it go. It's not fair, but let it go. My husband's wearing his, his, his hats right now. That's why he's questioning me about the forks. He's questioning me about the food. He's questioning me about the refrigerator. I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm just not. And that's what you have to know to yourself. Your husband's impaired. Your wife's impaired right now. Do not take them seriously. I just look at them like, boy, this, he's wearing a big hat right now. They might be hungry. Uh, husband might be hungry. It might be hormones that are being affecting, both for men and for women. Obviously, it's much more by women, but it happens by men also. There could be hormonal changes in their body. It will affect them. It will affect them. This is the way it is, the way Akash created us. It's not a green card to do whatever you want, but the spouse who's receiving the wrath has to remember that. Has to remember, my wife is wearing her hats, my husband's wearing his hats. Next, angry. So that's the H, hungry or... Hungry, or you want to add hormonal. A, A for the hats is angry. Now, this is an interesting one. My husband's angry right now. My wife's is angry. Now, this I want to tell you where this comes from. Why? Is, of course he's angry. But what, what does that mean he's angry? Of course he's, I see he's angry. No, but you have to understand the reason he's angry is because something just happened to get him angry. He was just on the phone and somebody got him angry. Someone, someone triggered him. And when I say A, I'm talking about generally someone criticized him. He was just criticized by his boss, by his sister, by, by by someone on the street. He just criticized him, who knocked his self-esteem, who threw who, who who threw his ego on the floor, and now he's angry. And you know something? It might have been you. I hate to say this. You might have you might have triggered this anger, because you didn't wait till he ate. You didn't wait till he calmed down. But the second he came in, you asked him, "Well, how? You told me you're going to leave me money for the kids. How come you didn't leave me money? You should have waited with that." You didn't control yourself. You should have waited with that comment. You're right. You might be right. 
Actually, I shouldn't say that. You're not really right because I'm going to tell you at the end of the show, how, at the end of this, how to do this. But what I want to tell you is you might have just triggered him by asking him a question, by criticizing him. I talk about negotiation. It's a whole different segment. But maybe, you ne- maybe you're approaching your husband or your wife and you're trying to negotiate something. Something that's important. You can't be mavato because at the end of the day, your children do need shoes. And this has been going on for a very long time. You got to take care of this, right? Or at the end of the day, gentlemen, the refrigerator is overloaded. It's, you're starting to hear noises coming from the back of the refrigerator. And it's really all because there's leftover food that she's not throwing out. So this has to be discussed. And, but you're not doing it in the right way. And you just triggered her because you came to her and criticized her and asked her, why did you do this? And now all of a sudden she's getting upset. Well, you just triggered her. So there you go. Or you just triggered him. So there you go. And that's where anger really plays in. Next, we have T, tired. And that, that, the T in tired is, is as follows. The T for tired is a very big issue. I, I, I can't get into it very much. I have, I have shows that speak specifically about sleepiness and how it affects and studies that have been done of how sleepiness affects the human system and how it makes people intolerant, impatient, uh, attacking, criticizing, seeing things in negative ways, snappy. When you are tired and you don't get enough sleep. And this is a big issue because this is something that if you're not getting enough sleep, you really have to fight it. If you're that type of person who doesn't go to sleep on time or wake, doesn't wake up on time, whatever it is, you have to really fight that. and You have to, you have to take care of it. Don't blame your husband for this. Don't blame your, your wife for not sleeping because you don't understand their struggle. It might be a childhood struggle where they haven't never gotten normal sleep as children and now it's just playing itself out in adulthood. There's all sorts of things that could be happening over here. But I will tell you, if your husband's tired, if your wife is tired, or it's gotten late at night, your wife is an early sleeper, she goes to sleep at 10, you go to sleep at 12, all of a sudden you see the glossy eyes, you see how she's tired, you see how he's tired, and all of a sudden, you know, they get agitated, they get critical. Don't take him seriously. Let, let it go. Let it go. This is what you have to do in a marriage. Be like Hashem. Let it go. Let it go. Tomorrow he'll be a different person. Tomorrow she'll be a different person. Don't take it seriously. He's wearing his hat. She's wearing her hats. Next, T. Trigger. Trigger. Trigger could be something that triggered him or something that triggered her. It could be anything. Meaning you could have said something to him which triggered him. You'd even realize it. But he's very sensitive to the subject, to, to the topic of people, let's say, you know, he, to, to the topic of, uh, I don't know, of, of minyanim. He goes to minyanim. He can't stand the fact that people daven so fast or people daven so slow. Whatever it is. And he always talks about it. And something that bothers him. And, and now he's late. And now he's late. And you, and you've said to him, well, how, what happened today? You, you're late. Which, by the way, you should not be doing. There's other ways of talking to him. But let's say, you say, well, what happened today that you're late? And he says, well, I was a minion and, and whatever. And you're like, minion and it took so slow. And that triggers him because he always thinks to himself that everybody daven's fast and he likes it slow. So now you triggered him. So that's that type of trigger. Or maybe you bought something up that has to do with his childhood. Or maybe you bought something up that has to do with, uh, with Tzinius. Here's one for you, gentlemen. You discuss Tzinius with her. You just come into the house and all of a sudden you see she's wearing a skirt that's uh, just below her knee. And that bothers you. I'm not saying that it should, but it bothers you. And uh, you're looking at it. And you're like, oh, wow, I see, I see, uh, yeah, wow, it's a nice, interesting skirt you have there. Or you say, 
wow, that must be hard for you to wear that skirt. Whatever you say about her skirt, I have no idea what you said about her skirt, but you triggered her because she has a whole issue with Sneas. Because when she grew up, all she heard was criticism about the way she's about her dress and Sanua, and she works very hard in Sneas. And she feels that men don't really have, and there is, there is a point in that. I mean, men don't really have an understanding of what Sneas is all about. Of course, a husband who has his wife um, walking around, not kihalacha, there are ways to handle that. Um, generally, the way to handle that is not to say to her, how come you're wearing that? What's going on? There are other ways to handle that. I'm not saying you shouldn't handle it if it's not kihalacha, but whatever. You triggered her because it's not a subject that not that she likes. It's some, something that she's been hearing all her life about Sneas and this is bothering her. So again, not a woman are like that, but this triggers her and this is a trigger. Now all of a sudden you see like she's being nasty and intolerant. Well, you just triggered her. That's it. Or you just triggered him. S, stressed. And I say stressed. I'm not just talking about stress. I'm talking about also rush. But stress, you're stressed. Something, a lot of... See, we don't connect to each other about stress. And I, I, I want to mention this. this. This is an area, by the way, this is an area where husbands don't understand wives and wives don't understand husbands. And let me explain what I'm talking about when it comes to stress. You see, there are many things that stress us, but there are certain issues that are going to stress women more than men, and there are going to be certain issues that stress men more than women. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Let's talk about money, okay? Money's a big stressor, both for men and for women. But for men, money generally, not always, but generally, can be a bigger stressor than for women. I know some of you are listening to this and saying, oh, I don't know, not my husband. But I'm telling you, working with many people, that I feel, that's how I feel, not based on statistics, I feel that generally there's an additional stressor for men when it comes to money than for women. And let me explain. There are many times that a man is making ends meet. He is. He's making ends meet. But he's still going to be very stressed. Because it's going to be an all on his head. I mean, in essence, the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created us, and clearly, right, the man's responsibility in the Ksuba is to support. And he feels that. And it's not just a matter of a responsibility. It's also, fortunately or unfortunately, this is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the man, very much tied with his ego, with a sense of achievement. And remember, a pr- man's primary need is to feel achieved. That's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the man, right? And and this is the way they play out their behavior with other people, with with the community, etc. Feeling of achievement, they want to feel achieved. Guys learning Gemara, guys learning whatever. He's going to learn with his chavrusa. Tell him no. Look at this. Look at that. I might know better. I'm not saying all these meters are good, but what I am saying that's a man's sense of self, feeling achieved. Okay, I'm not saying women don't need to feel achieved. Women need to feel achieved also, but their primary need is generally not just achievement. It's more to feel loved, to feel cherished, to feel connected to feel cared about. Men, it's their pro- generally their primary is to feel achieved. And that is, in a sense, very much tied to funds and to money. And if a man's not making money or he's worried about money, it's not just, and I want you to hear this, ladies, this is very important. It's not just that he's worried about where, whatever. It's, it's really getting his, it's, it's, it's hitting his gut because it's a sense of achievement. I'm not saying it should be this way. It might be a whole musr schmooze, but that's not, I'm, I'm talking lamaisa, as they say. Lamaisa, which is in reality is that a man's sense of self is to feel achieved, and when he's not making money, or where he's see he's becoming stressed, especially when he's becoming stressed of bills and when things are tight, and he's worried about the electric being cutting cut off, or how is he going to pay the mortgage or the rent or the this or the that, 
it's not just a worry, it's, it, it hits his gut, which is his sense of achievement. Like he feels like he's just, he's not doing what he has to do. And of course, there's an avoda, we have to realize everything's from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, as long as we're doing our shtadlis, that's what we should focus on. But at the end of the day, not everybody's at that level. And when you, and when your husband's stressed because of money, it's really getting to him. He's just very, very stressed with money. Of course, you could be stressed too. And you are stressed, I'm sure. But it's hitting his core. And that's something very important. So similarly, by women, by women, there are certain issues that's really going to stress your wife. And you're not going to hop. Why is it stressing you so much? Okay, we'll work it out. Children, those of you who have children. And if something's going on with the children, maybe they're not doing well at school. The principal called. Something happened. The report card wasn't good. Or your child is being, the child is being bullied around. Or something else, the child is not, uh, is, is not feeling well. Or you just found lice and your child's here. So gentlemen, for you, it'll be like, okay, fine, we'll take care of it, whatever. I'll speak to the yeshiva. Don't worry. Don't worry. Well, you know what? You don't say that. Don't worry. Don't worry. You can reassure her and say, I'll take care of it. It'll be fine. But, you know, that attitude, I'm not saying to, not to say don't worry. And maybe that's not the best thing to say don't worry. Cause it really, I, I would stay away from that. And definitely she probably needs reassurance. That's something that she can use. I know how this, I know this is, I see this is really stressful or this is very stressful. I see this is very stressing you out. I'm going to be on top of it. I am going to let me know how I can help. Reassuring words. Those are what helps. However, you're not going to hop. You're not going to under, fully understand the depth of the pain that she is going through right now. Because the relationship that a mother has to a child is not the relation that a father has to a child. They both love the children, don't get me wrong. But there's a certain relation that a mother has to a child that a father will never grasp. She was the one who carried the child. She's the one who gave birth to the child. And if something goes going on with the child, it's going to affect her emotionally, big time. And that could be a stress, that could be a hat. So if the children have lice, she might have her hats on. And she's going to be intolerant, not just for the kids, uh, not because of this, but many other things. You see like, whoa, my wife, what's going on with her? Well, yes, something's going on with the children or something's going on with her mother or her father. There's a relationship issue. Or gentlemen, this part, very, very important. She doesn't feel connected to you. You haven't spent quality time with her. You have not spent quality time with her, not for the past day, two days, sometimes even a week, and she feels so disconnected. A woman has a need to feel connected to her husband. Yes, she does. You might not have that need. Some men do have as well. I, I, I don't mean that men doesn't have a need at all. Men has a need also. But the man's generally, the man's primarily, hey, my wife is happy. I'm happy. I just want to make her happy. The achievement-based man, his primary focus and goals make his wife happy. If she's happy, I'm happy. If I could give her the happy pill, I'll be fine. There are men who need more love. I'm not saying not. But for your wife, if she hasn't been getting love from you, she hasn't been qual- spending quality time with you, She's going to be agitated. She's going to feel, and you're like, why is she being so intolerant? Well, when was the last time you spent time with her? You came home last night like a, like, 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 like a, like a deer or like a tiger in and out of the house, coming in, saying hello, eating dinner, going out to share. You, you didn't come back. This happened several nights in a row. She doesn't feel connected to you. Now what's happening? What do you think is happening? What's happening now? She feels disconnected. She's, she has her hats on. Congratulations. She has her hats on. There you go. That's the, uh, that's the S, stress. And that's why she's stressed. You see, she could become stressed of things that's not going to stress you. You're going to get stressed. Or let's say a chasana is coming up, right? She doesn't have the right dress, the right gown, or whatever it is. She's going to be very stressed. So why is it playing out with me and the kids? It's normal. Many times it's normal. I'm not saying she should do it. I'm not giving her a green card to act like that. But I'm saying this is what happens. 
And let me just also explain. That's that's okay. So that's the S of the stress. And I want when I I actually have here in in uh, the workshop, I have in parentheses. I write rushed because many times when we're rushed, we're also hats. If we're rushing somewhere, we have to run. We have to make the minion, you know, or we have to make the wedding, or we have to run to work. It's Shabbos, Erev Shabbos. Oh boy, Erev Shabbos is a time that we're a lot that we're generally wearing our hats. Many times we're wearing hats on Erev Shabbos because we're stressed because we're rushed. So that's what it's written. The Sutton is dancing in our house. What tool is he using? He's using hats because we're stressed and we're rushed. And because we're rushed, we're going to be intolerant. We're going to be impatient. And we have to work in ourselves, all of us. That's important to know. Because you have your hats, it doesn't mean you can act nasty. It means you should work on yourself. But the recipient of the, of the wrath, his job is to be mavata. That's his job. And your job while wearing the hats is to fight the hats. But each one's got a different job. And don't think to yourself, well, he's got to fight his hats. No, no, that's not what you think to yourself. Because that's not what Hashem wants you to do. Hashem wants you to be mavata. Okay, he has his hats on. He's just impaired. I'm not taking him seriously. I'm not taking her seriously. And if I would be in the same situation, I don't know if I'd be able to control myself. I should try. I'm not saying it's an excuse. But I don't know that I would. He's impaired. And I want to explain you something. I want to explain you also, before we go to the last last, last S about this whole thing about Hassan, this is a very important piece. And that is, you have to understand what's happening physiologically in the body when one has his, his or her hats. What happens is they me- there are studies that have been done that measure the heart rate, the blood pressure, the blood rushing to the head, there's a lot of physiological changes that happens in the body when you have your hats on. So when I say your 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 spouse is impaired when they have their hats on, I'm not just like this is not just like a feel good type of thing. There really are true physiological changes in the body. If you would measure their blood pressure, their heartbeat, their the 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 blood that's rushing to their heads, there are significant changes. In the body, in the scientific world, we call it fight or flight. Where you're like you get you get ready, like you're gonna fight or you're gonna run. So it's like you, you're putting you're putting on your 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 uh, your boxing gloves. Your 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 spouse is putting on their boxing. They're not doing this on purpose. This is an automatic response. You think they think every time they breathe? Do you think every time you breathe? No, you just do it automatically, right? It happens automatically. Automatically, their whole body changes. And they're getting ready, getting ready, like in a self-defense mode. It's a subconscious process. It's not something that anybody's deciding to do. Nobody wakes up and says, "Okay, I'm putting my hats on." This is what happens, and therefore you have to look at it and realize there really are physiological changes, especially if your husband hasn't eaten, especially if he hasn't, if he's tired, and and all the other things also. Because all of a sudden you're gonna see, you'll see them. He's a bear now. She's a bear now, and you know it, and you see it, and it's real, and it's a real impairment. And the next thing I want to mention is S, and that's the last S for the hats, and that's sick. Many times what happens is is that your husband or your wife is not feeling well, really not feeling. They have a cold. They have a virus. They have a flu. That's another very big hat that we wear. When we're not feeling well, you're going to see your spouse is all of a sudden critical, <clears throat> all of a sudden attacking you cannot look at them like, oh, this is who I married. Great. Wonderful. No, don't look at that. It's a temporary thing. It'll move on. Don't worry. Move on. It's fine. Move on. We don't have to take that seriously. Now, I want to say a couple of things. And, and, and here, here's the important thing. First of all, 
Everybody has times they wear their hats. Everyone, every marriage, there are times where your spouse wears his or her hats. It just, it just happens. There are different way people deal with their hats. Some people, the way they deal with their hat is through anger, criticism, intolerance. Other people, the way they deal with their hats is through stonewalling, not speaking about it, keeping quiet, passive aggressive type of thing. Very unhealthy. I'm not saying it's a good way of dealing it. It's very, very unhealthy. And that, you know, that individual should work on themselves, not to be passive, not to be passive. And like, you see, they're holding it in. They're just trying, like they're trying to be mavata without really being mavata. They're all upset. It's important for them to communicate. And these, these individuals who are stonewalling and they're not talking about it, I see it a lot more by men than by women, honestly. It's important for them to talk at the end. You can't force them to talk right away. But you should work together with them for them not to be passive and then aggressive later on. There should be open communication. You should allow them later on a safe place to speak about their hurt, to vent, take the pressure cooker and to take off that, you know, that, that little, the little lid and just, you know, vent a little bit because otherwise there's going to be aggressiveness. If they could be mavater, if you see your husband, you know, he does this, but he's mavater later on, fine, it's fine. But if you see he's still cooking, or if you see your wife is still cooking, it's important to sometimes even open up that space for them and say, it seems like something is bothering you. You want to talk to me about it. However, here's the most important thing, especially for those of you who are married to the stonewallers, especially for those of you married to stonewallers. The reason they stonewall is because they don't want to put themselves in a vulnerable position. They don't want to be attacked. They don't want to be criticized. They probably have a low self-esteem in, in the area, especially when it comes to hurt. A person can have a low self-esteem. He could portray himself with a very high self-esteem. But in certain areas, he has a low self-esteem. In certain categories that are connected possibly to his childhood or maybe to his personality. It doesn't always have to be a child. It's not always parents. Many times it's, it's, it's personality. Many times it's rabbeim or moros. Many times it's, it's other you know, families. Family doesn't have to be the immediate nuclear family. It could be, you know, his his class is a family. So if he had bad experiences when he was a child, if he had bad experiences in his school, in Beis Medrash, in her seminary, it's it's many times going to play itself out in the marriage. Many times they're going to stonewall. They're going to stonewall. You have to create space for them. So if they're really able to be mavater, fine, they're stonewalling, let them be mavater. But if you see they're not mavater and they're cooking, remember... They don't want to put themselves in a vulnerable position, meaning you have to allow for them to speak. But when they speak, you have to be prepared to put a shield because they might say things that are hurtful. And you clearly are in this marriage. Hashem put you in this marriage. And what that means is that you'll be able to tolerate some of it and you're going to have to let it go. Don't get into a tit for tat. So if your husband or your wife at the end says to you, yeah, I am very upset because how many times did I ask you to please not play with the thermostat in the house because it's costing me a lot of money. Now, you're going to want to get defensive. You're going to want to get defensive. You could, I'm telling you, at most, at most, you can have one shot at it. That's it. One shot. And just say to him, I just want to tell you, I really did not touch it. Actually, what happened was the cleaning lady touched it. If it's really as simple, but if it's going to be a situation, and, and, even, and even then I would say, just let it go. If you could just let it go, let it go. But, okay, maybe there really was a situation where he doesn't realize that you weren't home the whole day and cleanly and he touched it. Okay, so that's the exceptional case. But if you're going to start defending yourself and saying, what do you mean? It's very hard for me. You have to understand me also, etc., etc., etc. You know what you're doing? You're emboldening, you are emboldening his stonewalling. You're not going to allow him to communicate in the future. Believe you me, it's worth it now for you to take the hit from your husband. Take the hit. 
then let him be passive aggressive because trust me, and I've worked with these people, they become aggressive, very aggressive. And you know something? Sometimes shtika is the worst. They're just being cold to you. It's the worst. I'm telling you, it's the worst. So I'm telling you, take the hit. Think of a Baruch Hu, even though it's not fair. Just take the hit and say, I'm sorry. And that's it. And just move on. Don't say anything. And gentlemen who are listening to me right now, this is important for you. Listen to me very carefully now. If your wife is trying to open up the conversation and you, you're a poor communicator and you finally communicate to her, and she apologizes. And she doesn't give you that apology that you would like. Oh, I'm so sorry. I feel terrible. And she doesn't give you that hearty apology. I'm telling you, those hearty apologies don't happen. They don't happen. They're, they come you know, far and few in between. Just take the apology because what's more important is that it doesn't happen again. You know that. What's more important is it doesn't happen again. And she did apologize. And this is the part where you have to be like Hashem and you have to be like Hashem, and you have to give up and say, you know what? She should really apologize much more, but I'm just letting it go. We're moving on. And you have to move on. You hear me? You have to move on. If you're going to stick to it, you're bringing machlokas into your home. That's what you're doing. You're chasing the Shekhinah away. You're saying, Hashem, I don't want you in this house. That's what you're saying. You have to be like Hashem. Do not use Midas Adin. You have to use Midas Arachim. That is pivotal. That is important. And that's what has to happen. So I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it, here's what we're talking about again. We're talking about hats. We're explaining you what the hats are. And we're telling you that your your husband and your wife will have their hats on. And I'm saying to you, you just got to let it go. And I'm also saying to you that don't engage, don't involve yourself, just let it go. They have their hats on. Don't engage them. If they're going to ask, but how come you didn't? And why didn't you whatever? They're going to try to bait you into the conversation. But I don't understand. Why don't you call me? But I don't understand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't call you. No, you don't mean it. I, I'm, I'm sorry, you're right. I should have called you. And in your mind, think to yourself. Listen to me, ladies. Think to yourself. And men, think to yourself. This is not fair. I don't know why I'm apologizing. I really shouldn't apologize. How many times did I call him? He doesn't pick up the phone. Just let it go. Let it go. This is your avoda. You're connecting to Hashem. I am telling you, the schusim you are getting, all your sins could go away. And I mean, listen to the, the Gemara, right? it's unbelievable what you're doing now. This is the Avoda here. We're Olam Hazar. We're not an Olam Haba. This is our Avoda. Just let it go. I know it hurts. He's impaired now. Don't take him seriously. Move on. And if he's stonewalling, give him space later on to vent. Open up the door. Allow him to vent. And if it's coming out nasty, don't argue with him. Just apologize. If there was an exceptional situation, I'm giving you permission, maybe one one shot at it. Actually, maybe you didn't realize but the cleaning lady was here. Okay, fine. But if he somehow comes up with something, why don't you call me? Again, I'm telling you, even when he has his hats on, he'll say things that don't make sense. Just let it go. You hearing me now? Let it go. Man, I'm talking to you also. Your wives. Just let it go. They'll say things that don't make sense. Just let it go. Don't engage. It's not what we want to do. It doesn't help. The engagement does not help. Later on, you'll see there'll be a different person. If, and here's the big if, if, and let's just go through this here in a more structured way. Number one, do not take your had it spouse seriously. Number two, number two, if you're not sure, if you're not sure, I'm really doing this according to the, the, exactly as it is in the workshop. If you are not sure if your husband or your wife is wearing his or her hats, then you have to, you know, you got to employ what I call a spouse hats assessments and follow the directions. I have a page for that. 
follow directions to figure out, is he wearing his hats? Is she wearing her hats? He's got to follow those directions. Next, I want to tell you something. You might not even realize it, but you know what's going on? Let me tell you what's going on. It's not that he's wearing his hats. It's not that she's wearing his hats. You know why you're getting all annoyed about her? Or you're getting all annoyed about him? It's because you're wearing your hats. You think that it's her? No, it's not her. I'm telling you. You know who it is? It's you. And I'm not blaming you. This is a natural phenomenon. You're wearing your hats. And now you're intolerant with everything that she's saying. You're intolerant with everything that he's saying. So you got to think to yourself, am I wearing my hats? You got, you got to think to yourself if you're wearing your hats. And if you're wearing your hats, what you have to do is A, B, C, D. We have to go to the ABCDs, and that's that's a whole different that's a whole different partial. We're going to be discussing maybe some other time, definitely in the workshop. But what do you do when you're wearing your hats and you want to control yourself? Because there is an avoda about you're wearing your hats yourself, and many times you're both wearing your hats. You hear me? Many times it's both you and her. Oh boy, when that happens, oh I'm telling you, the Eitzahara is dancing in your house. You have no idea what's going on because the rest is a recipe for disaster. One of you has to gain control on himself or herself. Gentlemen, I would say generally it's more you. Generally, ladies, there are exceptional cases. There are exceptional cases where you know that your husband has his hats on all the time. He has an anger management issue. He has a self-esteem issue. I'm not saying a mental illness, or there is a mental illness. That Those types of situations, you have to get a hold of yourself. That's your mission in life. That's what Baruch is, is, is giving you as an Esoyon. Shem is not putting you in a situation that you can't handle. So this is what we're saying. You have to be true to yourself. That's what you have to do. And if you're not sure you're wearing your hats, you can assess yourself. And I have a sheet over here <coughs> of assessing yourself whether you're wearing your hats. Now, <coughs> here let's let's talk in general. Let's talk now. So hats is a biggie. Hats is a very biggie. And you have to know that most impasses, most I'm telling you, most fights, one of you is wearing the hats, and you just got and the one who's not wearing the hats really has to just ignore it. You always I, I always speak about Mavatar, of course, you always have to be Mavatar. <coughs> But what I'm telling you right now is that is that what what I'm telling you right now is that you have to realize one of you is wearing the hats probably and just let the other person should just let it go. You should both let it go, but at least the person who's not wearing their hats should let it go. That's number one. Number two. Number two. <clears throat> A very short thing about an impasse here, and that is like this: many times something happens, and you know I'm not getting into it right now. <clears throat> pirates, but I want to say one thing. This is a little tool for you. I'm not saying it in an extensive fashion, but I, I just want to say it as far as this. There are times that Hashem is giving you an isyonos. I'll give you a typical example, okay? Gentlemen, you come home and your wife says, oh, I'm, don't ask, there's a big flood. This big flood. What's the flood? Well, Maisha went to the bathroom and, 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 and there was a problem and, and there's a big flood. So now, gentlemen, okay, so you go, you clean the flood, you take care of it, and you're thinking to yourself, there's a plunger here. Why does my wife use the plunger? Like, seriously, why didn't she use the plunger? And what you want to do <coughs> is ask her, can I ask you a question? Why don't you use the plunger? There's a plunger in the bathroom. I put it in the bathroom. Why don't you just use the plunger? <coughs> and you say to her, why don't you use the plunger? And she says, <coughs> and she says to you <coughs> something to the effect, I tried, it wasn't working. I tried, it wasn't working. And you're thinking, well, I used it, it was working. And I don't know why it wasn't working for you. And before you know it, you're in a fight. You're in a fight now. Don't do that. Don't question. Because questioning really is blaming. 
what I'm telling I'm telling you a new tool here today. Questioning is blaming. I spoke about that a million times over. Like, I don't understand why you use the plunger. I don't understand how come you don't make more space in the refrigerator or you don't have to stuff all these. Some of the stuff could go into the pantry. I don't understand why, 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 why. Why is blaming? That's what why is. Why is blaming? Instead, what you can do is you could be down the kafskos. Now, I, I know that, that that sentence sounds scary to some of you. Down the kafskos. I'm not even talking about in your heart. I'm talking about verbally. You could simply down the kafskos. Instead of asking your wife, why, why didn't you use the plunger? Instead of asking your wife, why did you touch the thermostat? Why didn't you clean the refrigerator? Instead of asking your husband, why didn't you leave me money this morning for the kids you told me you're going to do it? Or asking your husband, why didn't you take care of the health insurance? Why did you come late? Instead, and I know this happens all the time, right? Well, let's say there was delivery to your house and your husband was there. The delivery wasn't supposed to come. It came. He didn't call you. She's like, why didn't you call me? You want? If you would have called me, then they would have put it, the couch in the right place. Now we got to schlep it. So why didn't you call me? You're thinking to yourself, don't do that, ladies. Don't, why, why? Get that word out of, out of really, like, try to get that word out of your marriage, why? <clears throat> Instead, me down the cuffs, verbally. Even though you're thinking why you didn't call me, say to him, oh, you must, I, I guess, I, I guess you must have tried calling me and I guess I wasn't picking up. And you're going to see, either he'll say, yes, I did, and you weren't picking up, Okay, or he'll say, oh, actually, I, I, you're right, I should have. I, 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 I don't know, I just got very busy. Whatever it is, you're giving him a Pesach to explain himself because in a certain sense, maybe there was a crazy situation. So gentlemen, right? You're calling your wife and calling your wife and calling her or something important and you have to ask, ask her something. She doesn't pick up the phone. So instead of saying to her, why didn't you pick up the phone? Say to her, you know, I tried calling. I guess you were on the phone with something important. At which point, I'm telling you, chances are she'll tell you, yeah, Ashley was on the phone with the principal of our son's yeshiva. If she wasn't, she'll say to you, she'll say to you something to the effect of, yeah, I was this, I was that. And then you'll know that really, you know what, uh, she's just not interested or she's not whatever it is. And then Hashem's giving you an opportunity to be mevater. And guess what? The fact that you mentioned it, because you had to mention it, because you're worried you couldn't be mevater completely, because you really should be mevater completely, it's going to prevent it not happening again because your wife is not interested in fighting with you. She's not. She's not. She's not. I'm not saying, you know, usually usually I see that women don't pick up the phone because there's somebody, somebody important. And, I, and, you know, I want to tell you about this whole thing with this phone thing because I don't even get into phones, but it is a problem. It is a problem. Many of us are thinking that our spouse is not picking up the phone, is not interested in us. I am telling you so many times these phones are disconnected. We're not getting the right line. We're on the phone with something else. No one's ignoring anybody. Trust me. Your wife is not ignoring you. Your husband's not ignoring you. Nobody wants to fight with anybody. But I'm telling you a tool. The tool is, So say to your wife, I guess you tried to use the plunger and it wasn't working. And she'll say, yeah, I did. It wasn't working. Okay, fine. So at least you know she tried. Or she'll say, actually, the plunger wasn't there. I just, Maisha just bought it up. The, the, the second you came before, he actually bought it up. It wasn't there. Whatever it is. Truthfully, you just be mavater. But if you have that urge, that uncontrollable urge, why didn't you pick it up? Why didn't you leave me money this morning? Oh, he's going. Why didn't you leave this morning? You probably didn't leave me money. Say, oh, you must have been in a rush this morning. I guess that's why you didn't leave me the money. Believe me, that works so much better. <clears throat> and then he'll say, yeah, I was in a rush. And then he'll be fine. Or he'll say to you, I'm sorry, you're right. 
You're actually giving him an opportunity to apologize. You say, you're right. I, I was, yeah, I was in a rush, but you know, I should have left it for you. I'm sorry. It makes things so much easier. It allows things to flow so much well because why the questioning really what you're doing in essence is you are blaming and that's what you're doing. So the next time something happens and you see that your wife didn't bring out the forks or your wife didn't have kishka the way you like it or your, or your husband did not leave you the money for the kids or your husband's not learning with the kids, <clears throat> right? So the truth of the matter is, gentlemen, the fork and the kishka, just be mavata, move on. But if it's been happening again and again and again, it always happens. It always happens. Okay, so again, I would say generally, you know what? Just go to the drawer, take out the fork yourself. But if it's important for you, it's important for you. So, you know, after, not during the meal, because you just met her, whatever. By the way, I, I know sometimes we forget about the forks, whatever. Give her an excuse. And that, that even, that is, even as I'm saying it right now, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, that's not really a legitimate excuse. In, in, in a way, the best thing would say to, be to say to her, you know what, it's a silly thing, but if, if to me it's important that I get served and, and you have forks. If you can't do it, it's fine. Don't make it into a big hoopla. Don't make it into a big hoopla. If it's so important for you, Okay, you can mention that. If it doesn't happen, let it go. I understand that your mother served your father and that's what you're used to. I understand that. And that makes you happy. That makes you feel like you're the man and, and, and you get some respect. Okay, so you want to mention to her in a silly way, it's a silly thing, whatever it is. Otherwise, you know what? Let it, I would say try to let it go. Try to let it go. But if it's a more serious thing and you're losing money because she's touching the thermostat or because, uh, and just heat on the whole day on 80 degrees and you're paying the bills, or um, the refrigerator, every time you open it up, things just fall out of it. You can't get anything. It's really bothering you. In that case, give her an excuse. Say to her, I know how busy you are. Um, you must have tried calling me. Um, it must have been really cold today. Whatever it is. And you know what? Many times you're, you're going to hear from her. Yeah, actually, I, didn't, I had no idea I was doing it. Because the truth is no one's out to get anybody. Your husband's not out to get you, ladies. I, 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 could prom- I could, in a certain sense, promise you. Your husband doesn't want to get you. He's not interested in bothering you, in attacking you, and not making you happy. On the contrary, he wants to make you happy. I haven't met a husband ever doesn't want to make his wife happy. I met some that I gave up, but not that every husband wants to make his wife happy. And every woman wants to appreciate her husband. But sometimes things happen. Sometimes things happen that we don't, don't understand the context. So if you want, you could say, you know, oh, you probably tried calling me. Oh, you probably tried to, 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 to use it with the plunger. Oh, you probably tried, uh, oh, I guess the cleaning lady must have touched the thermostat. Okay. Okay. If you have to be mavata. But if you really have to do that and you find yourself saying the word why or wanting to say the word why, why don't you come on time or why, why give him an excuse for what he did. Give her an excuse for what she did. Believe you me, it's so much better. Obviously, try to be in Mavata. If you can't, you give each other excuses what they did. Thank you so very much for listening. Definitely text me, 917-397-2841. It's always nice to know that people are listening, 917-397-2841. Have an amazing week, amazing Shabbos. All the best, and thank you again for listening.